This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Perfect. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MVSP podcast. Today we have a very special episode. It's the MVSP X Mikes and Takes Mock Draft 1.0. We got the boys from Mikes and Takes coming on the show today. Travis Barrett, how's it going, fellas? Pretty good, man. Glad to be on the show with you guys. Doing pretty good. Technology, as always, never fails us, right, Joe? <laughs> oh yeah, gotta love technology. But today gonna go. Uh, we, if you remember last year, we did a little bit of a Twitch broadcast where we uh, kind of went uh, throughout the whole draft, and then we kind of gave our picks, kind of played GM a little bit. We're gonna do the same thing this year, um, but just kind of doing the same thing. So I don't know who has the first pick, but yeah, um, obviously no stream. But we're st- we still wanted to give you guys a mock draft, so we did it over the podcast. Let us know if you like this method better, or if we want to do a Twitch stream, maybe for a second one or whatever you can let us know at the mvsp on social media but without further ado let's get into a mock draft with the first pick for the jacksonville jaguars travis hicks is on the clock so guys i think this is we kind of know what's going to happen i think it's going to be justin no i'm just kidding it's going to be trevor lawrence of course a great college i was about to say (laughs) i was about to say he only lost some two games i think especially urban meyer now there i think that can be a great um, team. I think Trevor Lawrence can build the Jaguars because this team just four years ago was an AFC title game and was a possession away from appearing in a Super Bowl. So I think Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, as we know, and he had one of the best college careers we've ever seen. So I think he's going to fit in perfect with Jacksonville, and I believe that's who will be the first overall pick in this year's 2021 NFL draft. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense across the board. Yeah, and I think you talk about Lawrence. You know, A lot of people say he's like, the guy, like the most surefire guy, of course. I feel like all this all this talk might jinx him, but I mean, he has the tangibles. I mean, he's going to have Urban Meyer down there who is a proven winner. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's a it's probably going to be a good fit for him. I think that the GM uh, front office for the Jags, though, have been complete idiots these past, like, four years. I mean, they've lost so many first and second round picks. Uh, to leave the organization. So we'll see how it unfolds, but um, I have to imagine the next question probably is, is what happens to Gardner? I mean, I think we thought he had promise, but now it's a, a question of where he can probably end up either as a backup or I don't think he could start this year, but maybe in the next coming year. Yeah, I, I, I think starting is a little ambitious for a guy like Gardner Minshew who had a shot in, in one of the, the most forgiving situations, you could say, with a one and a whatever Jacksonville team. But I, I, I'm glad you brought up the point about the management with Sal Khan. He's talking about how he wants to still have power in his role, and that could be very intriguing down the road, and especially with all these guys that have left. It definitely brings up a question mark. But in this case, for Urban Meyer to come out, of retirement he was going to need some money and he was going to need a superstar quarterback what other place to do it than Jacksonville that's one of the reasons he took this job yeah I'm excited too to see like what goes on especially for this season I mean Urban Meyer's probably going to turn everything around there I mean he's a championship coach he just gets everybody motivated and ready to play so I'm super excited to see what happens especially with Trevor Lawrence now Gardner Minshew Minshew Magic they're going to be battling it out for the quarterback spot so nothing but the best really is what we're going to be able to see 
I'm calling it right now. By week three, Trevor Lawrence will be a starter, if not beforehand. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be such a good thing for the Jaguars. It's just a move in the right direction. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, definitely going to be fun to see him play. But we move on to the second pick, picking on the half of the New York Jets. Barrett Jones, who are the Jets taking number two? So obviously um, they've had struggles, I think, on every side of the ball. Um, you know, I've scoured the internet left and right. Um, you know, what does what do the Jets need? And they need everything. Um, is it a lineman <laughs> they go with here? Is it a wide receiver? Um, you know, I think, and I don't want this to be the case because I want the Lions to probably take this guy uh, if he's still there. But um, all signs in the past couple weeks have uh, pointed to, to them taking Zach Wilson, the quarterback, out of BYU. So, um, I mean, you talk about a guy who's had, I guess, drawing comparisons to uh, kind of Baker Mahomes but doesn't have the strong enough arm. Um, but I, I kind of a gamer and, you know, he kind of, I don't know, it's got a, it's kind of like got a combination of a bunch of people from the league this past year, this past generation, really. Um, I think he'd be a good fit there. Um, not that he doesn't even have to start right away. Uh, I think we've seen that quarterbacks become, or at least do better in certain, certain situations if, uh, they just wait a year and have time to develop in the system. Yeah, and with Zach Wilson, that does bring up the question, Are they, would they keep Sam Darnold around and try to groom Zach Wilson, or is this going to be a situation where we might end up seeing a trade, maybe via draft night, if some some team doesn't feel like they have a spot to take a quarterback and they want to? Sam Darnold is still not a, not a terrible quarterback. I know He's the Tra- garbage can. I, I know Travis has some, uh, has some opinions on Sam Darnold, but he is a pretty solid quarterback that you wouldn't, at least as a backup, you would be glad to have him at least as a backup because he's not absolute garbage. Well, I got to say, I, I'm sorry, guys. I think Sam Darnold is a little bit pathetic. And, Barrett, I'm happy you said Zach Wilson. I think this is a perfect fit. When you look at some of his games from the season, he played very good, especially against um, UCF, three touchdown passes, over 400 yards. And he's had other games where he's thrown over um, two-plus TDs and over 200 yards. I think this is what uh, the Jets need. They need a new QB. I know they don't have a lot to work with as far as wideouts out, outside of Jameson Crowder, but this is a move in the right direction. I think B- BYU um, from Zach Wilson, he just brings a new energy, a new culture. That's what they need. I think Sam Darnold's not the question, and he will be a backup next year if they draft Zach Wilson. Yeah, I th- I think regardless, um, Sam Darnold will have a position in the NFL. He's not going to drop out to the XFL. He's much better than some uh, – I mean, just speaking off of personal preference as a Lions fan, I wouldn't mind Sam Darnold being my backup compared to Chase Daniel. I would say that would be a little bit of an upgrade. But that's, that's the thing. Is really There's going to be teams like Adam Schefter literally said this year we could see a carousel shakeup with over 18 teams changing quarterbacks it is completely possible and i mean we've already seen Wentz to the colts we've already seen stafford to the lions there's going to be more moves made at the quarterback spot because a lot of teams aren't sold yet just like the two names we brought up with Minshew and darnold those guys could get moved and it's going to make this offseason very very interesting 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, that's what I love about draft night, especially, is it kind of just messes up everybody's plans, and you don't know what's going to happen, especially with, like, if they're going to, if teams are going to take quarterbacks, what what position they need to fill, and then that kind of opens up space for if there's going to be trades on draft night or anything like that. That's that's really the beauty of draft the the, the draft day. Yeah, for sure. Um, number three pick is in my possession on behalf of the Miami Dolphins. And this one's going to be interesting because obviously the quarterback spot is a question mark. There are quarterbacks on the board. I'm going to go into this assuming that either a trade is made for Deshaun Watson or they're sticking with Tua. I'm not going to assume they're going to draft the quarterback, that they'll at least give Tua one more year if nobody else is brought there. So... The most logical to me, they have a very good defense. They need a couple more weapons offensively, which makes me think receiver. And I know the number one receiver on the board is a logical choice with Jamar Chase, but I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to say they're going to take the Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith. These two have had a connection before. We all know the play where Tua came in the game as a freshman through a perfect go route for the touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. Their chemistry is great, and I think that chemistry can help bring confidence to Tua's game. I think that tackle is a logical spot if Sewell's still there for the Dolphins, but I think the need for weapons is what is a little bit more intriguing, especially with um, the offensive line for Miami is is average. I don't think it's as bad of a situation. Like, if you're the Bengals and you have Sewell, you got to take him because you got to protect Joe Burrow, especially what happened last year. Their offensive line is pretty much comparable to Swiss cheese, where the Dolphins at least are a little bit better, and they need a splash. The last time they drafted a quarterback in the or, run, or wide receiver in the first round, I should say, was Devontae Parker back in 2015. They haven't had one more since 2008, so I think this is a logical move. Miami needs to make a splash offensively, and this is the draft to do so with so many wide receivers on the top of the board. Yeah, I think that's um, a smart move, especially especially when you look at a guy like Tua, who's already got you 10 wins in his first season. Team who, in the previous year, in the 2019 season, a lot of people thought Alabama could beat the Dolphins. That's how bad it was, and the direction he turned the team around in just in one year is tremendous. So if you get him more help on the wide receiver court, you got to start talking about the Dolphins as a threat in the AFC. We obviously know about two uh, juggernauts in the Chiefs and the Ravens or Bills, if you want to say. But, um, you know, that could be a team in the mix if they do make this pick. So that's a very good choice, Brandon. Um, you know, I, I think you have, like, two options, like you said, Brandon. Like, um, at least for me, I thought they would take a lineman here. Um, I know the connection with Smith. And you, you probably will be right. Um, you know, everyone wants to go flashy and, and pick the skill position players. Um, I, I, would, I would personally, if I – and this is just me, I would protect – whoever's going to be behind center because uh, I think we saw later towards last year that Tua struggled when he did have pressure um, up the middle and off the edge. So obviously every quarterback is going to look different after, you know, you know, after having time in the pocket. But um, for the most part, I, I think picking a lineman here would have been good, but the, the Smith connection is cool as well. Yeah, I, I would agree that. Penny Sewell can be, um, I mean, he's been quoted as a generational um, team-changing tackle. Like, he can be that guy. And uh, I know the question marks, he obviously opted out, and he's only played in minimal games, and that is a question mark. But the dude, the, his frame, his footwork, he's he's a big, strong dude. And he's kind of a guy that you can 
you can pretty much insert right away. He's very, I would say he's very, I wouldn't say he's very groomed. I think there's more groomed tackles in the back word of the draft, which if the Dolphins go receiver number three, there's no question in the second, third round, Barrett, I agree that they need to go with that offensive line because you can't give, if you can't give a quarterback time, you can't get plays to develop. So I think that'll be, that's going to be a very interesting pick. I think the Jets and the Dolphins, the direction they go can really change the outlook of this draft. But moving on to number four, Joseph Nagy for the Falcons. And I know talking on the way up here, you said you have something interesting up your sleeve here at number four. I think that's when we were talking about the Panthers. I have something interesting for the Panthers. But for the Falcons, as we know, they had just terrible defense this year. And I think going somewhere where they can kind of start to get development and get uh, at least something going there. Um, So with that, with the fourth pick, I'm going to go with Ali McNeil from NC State. Uh, He's been a three-year player for them he's been pretty solid and I mean he does have a lot of development left to go I think in high school he was uh he was an offensive side player I think he's like a running back or something like that but he really started to kind of settle his way back it kind of into a spot where I definitely think he feels comfortable and kind of starting to develop now when he goes in the NFL get those pro coaches on uh being able to kind of groom him get him into a situation where he'll get uh really start to kind of be in that mindset of being a pro player. I think it's going to be really solid for them, especially with what they choose to do with the offseason because most likely they're going to try to do something where they can develop the defense at least just a little bit. And I think starting with Aleem is going to be a good spot for them. Okay. Okay. I mean, I kind of agree with everything Joe just said. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, a team like that, that's what they need at this certain uh, moment of time, you know, when you look at the Panthers. So, you know, it still has some question marks with Christian McCaffrey and other guys, but that's a good uh, pick, to Joe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very interesting pick. Uh, Travis, number five, who you got for the Bengals and Joe Burrow? So, Joe, this is an interesting situation, guys. This is actually a pick I'm very, very excited about. So, Joe Burrow, we obviously saw what he did in his rookie season before he tore his ACL. He was having a very good season. And all he's missing is really wide receivers, guys. That's really it, because A.J. Green's old. And I don't really trust the, you know, Tyler Boyd, all these other guys. I don't really trust them. So this is why they will draft Jalen Waddle, and I'm going to explain why. Jalen Waddle is a, a great talent. He kind of flew a little bit under, you know, the radar just because he played with Devontae Smith, obviously, who is insane. But this man is tremendous. He's had games like when you look at the Missouri game, eight receptions, over 130 yards, two TDs. You know, then um, obviously the one against A&M, five receptions over 140 yards and another touchdown. He, and he's had multiple games like that. I just really think um, he's, he can fit in the system well. I think uh, Jalen Waddle will be the guy that the uh, Bengals pick. And this is a guy who's going to help them get to the playoffs next year. That's a good pick. Wow, interesting. <laughs> I was expecting a different direction. Um, I know me personally, when I looked at the Bengals originally, I thought it would be they that you'd obviously see um, offensive linemen and that would be an immediate answer. But I think that this... This draft has a lot of guys that are in the back half that really can make an impact later in the second, third rounds. I think there's a lot of great tackles um, and offensive linemen like Sewell um, and then Slater from Northwestern as well, which I assume those two will go in the first round eventually, wherever they fall. But it's an interesting pick. Dalen Waddle was one of the guys that was quote-unquote going to win the Heisman at the beginning of the year. Obviously, he had the injury and he really never played since. Yeah, he hopped into the championship game, but he 
he really was 100%. He was limping on the field, and that's that's not going to be the Waddle you're going to see in the NFL. But, I mean, he's a legitimate threat, and that's something that the Bengals do need. I personally probably would have went with Pitts, but that's just because I think the Bengals have really relied on the tight end so heavily, and they've really been missing that um, since like the loss of Gresham and Eifert, and now they have that opportunity to revamp that. But I think regardless, you're giving Joe Burrow weapons. As long as you address the offensive line position in later rounds, I think it's a slam dunk pick, and you're going to have the Bengals fan base happy. Yeah, I think, honestly, especially after last year with Joe going down with the ACL, I would have picked a lineman without a doubt. I mean, just to protect your guy. So, I mean, because I guess this makes my Eagles pick uh, upcoming harder because uh, now I have two – I'm pretty sure I have two different options to go on. So, um, but, yeah, I think it's a good pick. I mean – at just giving more weapons to Joe Burrow, what could go wrong? I mean, just adding more uh, irons to the uh, fire, I guess, is really good. So I have no problem with that. I don't know if that's the way they'll go, but um, I mean, everyone likes the skill players now. So it's it's uh, it's usually just how everyone works these days. Thank you, Barrett. I appreciate it. That's what I really think. They just need – obviously, you guys are right about the offense line, and Joe, I'm going to let you jump in soon. Um that's the main thing. You got to protect Joe Burrow, but I do think he needs someone to throw to. And if he can have that main guy, like Aaron Rodgers has his Devontae Adams, Tom Brady has his Mike Evans, and other teams have that one main guy. And that's what I think they're lacking, especially with AJ Green declining. So we'll see what they uh, do. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. And Barrett, you brought up your your next selection with the Eagles at number six. Who are you going to go? What route will he take? Well, I am, I, you know, I'm going to play it like it was drafted today. So I'm going to play it how it is right here. So I have, um, I have Penny Swell on the board. So I'm going to take Penny Swell, of course. Um, I think one of, it's either one or two between Slater. Uh, we saw the Bucks, uh, you know, trade up the draft and get Tristan Wirfs, who, by far was probably the best offensive lineman uh, rookie this year. So I think no question. Almost, yeah, I think this is a no-brainer. Getting Penny Swell will be huge. He'll be able to protect Hertz, who is now given the keys to the franchise. And uh, I think it's just all about protecting future assets. Yeah, I think protecting is an important. And really, you can even throw Mekhi Becton in there. Obviously, the Jets weren't. As good as they could have been last season. But, I mean, Mekhi Becton was definitely one of those guys that had a little bit of a spotlight there. So, I just showed you that last year that the importance of selecting the right offensive lineman for your scheme and even having the guts to pick them early when you're going to have to face the scrutiny of the fan base. That, oh, you didn't draft a receiver. Why didn't we get a quarterback? There's obviously those concerns, but taking those guys that can fit your system to protect the quarterback, that's what wins you championships right there. I think that's a great pick. Oh, me too. <laughs> I was waiting for Travis to say oh, something, no, but good. he didn't say anything. You're good. Oh, um, I think Travis might have just uh And it looks like somebody's left bit. the building. Uh, oh, no. He's went into the green room. He wants to reevaluate up for his next ninth pick, um, which means that I have the pleasure um, – of picking for the Detroit Lions. No pressure on this pick as I could get mauled by all three of you guys with this pick. Oh, man, this is tough for me because I think there's – I mean, with the Lions, I see there are a lot of places to address. I look at the depth of the draft. I look at the board right now. There's there's a lot of different options on the board. I could go quarterback. I could go receiver. 
I could go D-line linebacker. It's really tough. And the fact that guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields are available on the board is very tempting. And it really hurts me to do this, but I'm going to have to bypass quarterback with Jared Goff there. I think that we can wait a little bit to have a quarterback. I think it's important to groom. I'm assuming we're going to take a quarterback in this draft. I don't know if it's going to be with this pick because I think the most, the number one pick for the Lions in this draft is to fill the need, uh, fill a need as quick as possible to be on the starting five or starting 22, I should say, starting five. This is not basketball. Um, is it, this one? This one's a little bit iffy for me. I'm gonna go with the chalk pick, and I'm gonna take Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. I think that our defensive line is definitely something to address, and I know Quiddy Pay is on the board. I'm a Michigan man. I know he's there. It's tempting, but I think our linebackers have really been not too great, and I know Parsons has a little bit of similarities to Gerard Davis, very aggressive, playmaking ability, can get a little bit lost, but I think with the the new staff we have in, I think that can change. I think Micah Parsons is a little bit more um, a fine-tuned, experienced players up the, from the neck up compared to Gerard Davis, because Gerard Davis was a hard-hitting dude. Like He was going to go out there, and he was going to knock her socks off. But Micah Parsons is a little bit of a smarter player. He still has that dynamic playmaking ability. He had over five, I think about five strip fumbles in his last season. I think he can be a great asset, and especially now that we might be losing guys for at the linebacker position coming this year. If we can't stop the run and have pass-covering linebackers, we're going to have a pretty rough season so I'm gonna have to do it as much as my as much as the concerns Parsons off the board for me I think that's an interesting pick Brandon I think um like you make a good point with the defense because obviously we've been like bottom five for like a while personally I would like the Lions to take Justin Fields I think he's the answer to our problems I know we got Jared Goff but I think uh just having that guy on offense you know because a lot of times I know they always say defense wins championships, but you need a good offense in this league. But I think Micah Parsons could be um, one of the answers we do need on defense. Um, I think if you do go the defensive route, you, you're you going to need to draft a few more defensive guys because one guy just might not be the answer in the first few years. But uh, that's an interesting pick. Um, I see why you uh, picked him. Yeah, uh, in the back of my mind, oh, you go ahead, Barry. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I, I think this is a good pick, but you know, because. I think everything now is the meta is pass, pass, pass. Um, you know, you want to have athletic linebackers, um, without a doubt. I think we saw that with the Bucks, and I think we've seen with the Bills as well. They've had to have success, or they've had success with two pairs of, of linebackers who really can cover, you know, sideline to sideline, but also can fill the gaps and stop the run. Um, you know, I – I don't. Th- I'm not a big Fields guy. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm scarred from. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I don't know if I'm scarred from Haskins coming out of Ohio State. I know these are two different people, but like I, I'm just not sold on Fields. I don't know why. Um, I, I think there's like better options out there. Like I, I'm not gonna say. I really want us to get Zach Wilson, but I know that's probably not gonna be the case with his stock rising. Um, yeah. I, I am with you, though, on the grooming part. I, if we drafted Trey Lance and then just had him sit behind Jared Goff and, you know, everyone's going to be learning the offense. So, I mean, there's no really no point to put him out there, uh, you know, to the Wolves. But um, it, it's, you know, people want us to also pick Jamar Chase. I mean, these are, yeah. there's so many questions, directions we could go. 
Um, it seems like every year it's like that for us. Um, I'm, I'm good about that, though. I'm good if we pick Parsons. He's a stud, and uh, I'd rather have better defense because defense wins championships, you know? Yeah, and I will address the the receiver route. It is tempting that Jamar Chase is still on the board. I think with the way this draft is set up, I think there's guys that we can get that aren't necessarily to Jamar Chase, but very but similar, and that we can get in later rounds. Um, like if, for example, Rondell Moore somehow slips into the second round, we should snatch him up immediately. Like those sort of players too. I just think that the the ability to get an explosive linebacker, and he's very versatile. I think he's more versatile than Gerard Davis was because Gerard Davis was really a run stopping pass rushing Ray Lewis caliber aggressive player but I don't think he had that same intelligence level that Parsons has because Parsons is very good in coverage so I think that's something that'll be interesting but Joe number eight who do you have going so, to the Carolina Panthers with the Panthers I've seen uh, some rumors going around that Teddy Bridgewater has unfollowed them on all social media platforms. What? Uh-oh. So there's a possibility that they're looking for a different route with the quarterback. They, I think his name is P.J. Walker's their backup, but that begs the, begs the possibility of Deshaun Watson heading to Carolina, and I think what they're going to be trying to do is trying to get some more receivers to be able to kind of compliment him on the offense side because they do have Christian McCaffrey, but bringing in someone uh, from a receiver will definitely uh, be able to make that offense pretty scary. So with the with the eighth pick, I think the Panthers are going to go with Devontae Smith. I think I'm going to forego. You mean wait, Devontae Smith or Smith's, Jamar Chase? Smith's off the board. Yeah. Yeah, Smith is off the board. So did you pick him? Right? Yeah. Update the. Update I apologize. The, I was not even paying attention. My board. Bad. Update the draft <laughs> board. The, I apologize. My bad. I'm going to go with Demar or Jamar Chase then because. Okay. He's also very good. And I think them being able to get someone that can compliment him pretty well, I feel like that's going to make the offense scary and give them a pretty good chance for really making a run for it. Yeah, that's, that's bad, a pretty Brandon. good I didn't realize that you picked him already. No, nah, you're good. We'll, we'll, we'll blame the production team over. for not updating the draft board beforehand. I mean, come on, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys are good. No, I mean, the fact bringing Deshaun Watson, bringing all these weapons, and then adding Jamar Chase just makes this a very lethal offense. And um, I think something that's interesting that you picked him is like Curtis Samuel, who's like the really versatile guy, might be gone in the season as he is a free agent. So I don't anticipate that happening, especially if Watson comes. But the fact is, if they're going to get Deshaun Watson to Carolina, they're going to have to send assets in return. And I think that wide receiver will be something that they could ask for in return. I think asking for McCaffrey... Um, is a bad idea, and I don't want to see that happen. But if they wanted to get some receivers, then you can have a replace with Chase. It's a pretty safe pick, and giving Watson weapons, that just makes your team that more lethal offensively. I like it too, Joe. I just think you probably, like Brandon said, you have to give up a lot if you're going to get Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. And with the Panthers having the fourth and eighth pick in this draft, it's a lot of different variables that they can look at, especially from things from afar that a lot of people on the inside out really by not look at because um if you get a wide out or whoever that can help with the case but teddy bridgewater do you want to like not give him another chance or do you want to like um go with him again because when he was healthy this was a good team they they did win some games and you also got to think you didn't have chris christian mccaffrey one of the best running backs in the league for a portion of the season so if they do if they were to keep teddy if he um i know you said he unfollowed social media a lot of players always do that for pity but uh we'll see like what happens it'll be interesting Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe, you come out here with a bombshell. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, I, I didn't see that report of, of him leaving. I didn't see the unfollowing, I guess. I know that's, I don't think that's really. He's got really... some inside sources. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if he's gritty. got a bug inside the Panthers organization, but. <laughs> no comment. Um, Oh, he said no comment. Suspicion. No, no comment, huh? Anyways, yeah, I, I think I think this will be a good fit for them. Or if, if that's how the avenue works out, you're right. Surround them. Um, I don't actually think you need that many receivers, though. I mean, if you get Anderson, recoup Anderson. You mentioned Samuel. Um, I mean, I have to imagine Anderson has to feel obligated to sign back after he was given a chance by the organization uh, after when he Damn. left New York. So, um I mean, anything. Yeah, especially playing for his former coach too. Right. Yeah. That's his. Yeah. So I feel like all signs lead to him coming back. So um, I I think you'll be fine. I I I'd be wondering. uh, I'd be curious to see if they draft like a a tight end. I know uh, who is tight end there. Uh, He had a pretty decent year. I should know this, but uh, just adding another asset to a quarterback, whoever is going to be under center for them. Yeah, I think even Kyle Pitts would be a pretty good option yeah. here too. I think Ian Thomas is who you were referring to. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, the Panthers have always been known to have, especially when Cam's there. Cam loves his tight ends, but it'll definitely be interesting to see what weapons they go. But uh, Travis, pick number nine to the Broncos. Who you got going to Mile High? So this is going to surprise a lot of people. This might also make a lot of people oh, mad, well. but they need to hear this. I think the Denver Broncos are going to draft Trey Lance. I want to tell you why. When you look at this team, okay. they have a lot of weapons. You have Melvin Gordon, you have Jerry Judy, and you have KJ. Like, this offense can be very lethal. And as much as I like um, the quarterbacks in Denver, because I know they've been switching out, Trey Lance's answer. They need, if they want to compete in this division with the Chiefs and Raiders, they're going to need a new QB. And I think Trey Lance is the answer. Because when you look at his numbers, obviously this past year wasn't that much, only two only two games, so he really didn't put up much. But his 2019 season, 28 touchdowns and no interceptions. This man's passer rating for the season was 180.6. That is ridiculous. That is ungodly. So I got to think, when you look at the Denver Broncos, they are a quarterback away from being in the postseason. I'm not saying like a serious threat, but they can be like a wild card team and possibly make some noise. So when you give Trey Lance these weapons, the Denver Broncos have to go um, this way. I know it will shock a lot of people, but I think you got to go on this way if I'm the Denver Broncos. I I like I, the pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I like the pick. The problem is the history coming out of that war room is, um, one, they don't draft quarterbacks who uh, who aren't white. Or who are, wait, they are, who are white. No, I'm not kidding. Like, uh, I, I, no, I'm, true, I'm serious. They, it's always a, a tall, lanky, white guy, um, like Elway's whatever, that's his thing. I don't like. I feel like he has to be looking at Zach Wilson. He's like, I'm sure we can make an exception because he's not exactly tall. So, um, I that's what that's what all the mock drafts say for for this for this pick is, um, you know, if they don't, if, you know, there's a lot of them saying they're going to take Parsons if Parsons is still on the board. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, anything can happen. But I guess for this instance in this draft, um, yeah, I mean, I. I have no problem with that. I think Trey Lance is actually pretty nice. The league's moving to a dual threat uh, meta, if you will. So um, with the older generation, the changing of the guard, if you will. So um, I, I think it's a it's a great pick. I like Trey Lance. He only had one year on tape this year, 
Um, he didn't look too impressive, but the year prior to COVID, um, he looked like a madman. Uh, despite him, uh, you know, coming out here, of course, he's probably not gonna. He's probably has like the same reputation as Carson Wentz because he came from the same school. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have to imagine he has more upside than than Wentz. Yeah, I like the pick a lot. I mean, North, North Dakota State is like the Alabama of like what is it FCS? Yeah, yeah. It's like basically. the lower D one. Yeah. So you definitely know that he's got a lot of talent coming in. I think that it's gonna be a good spot for for him in Denver, especially with Jerry Judy. He, he's been able to kind of really find a spot there in that offense, and he'll have some uh, pretty solid factors to be able to throw to. So we'll see how it goes in the season, but I think that's a solid pick. Yeah, very solid pick. I think they all like linebacker would be another another way they could address. Because um, I mean, the future of Von Miller has now been thrown up in the air, which very is very interesting to see. But I think there's a lot of different avenues the Broncos can go. I think the quarterback position is one that's probably most notable. So I can definitely understand that pick. It'll be very interesting. But Barrett, number ten, yes, number ten. Who do you have going to Jerry Jones's Cowboys? Well, you know, I have I have two. I have actually have four websites open here. Um, you know that they're going to trade down. Um, I think if you looked at this team, they needed help everywhere. It seemed like obviously with Dak going down, um, that was tough. Um, but I, I think oh. defense was a big concern for them. Oh boy! I think we saw oh no! He went. He sure went dark. The team that gave up the most um, points as, uh, as we fill as he gets back on, division, we'll fill I some mean, time I mean, here. Uh, if you defense. haven't, oh, he's back. My lagging. Sorry, out you here. just you just nagged out for a second. Who are you? Who are you picking? Uh, we're picking Gregory Gregory Rousseau. Okay. Okay. Miami. So he was pretty good for Miami this year. Internet's probably glitching right now, but yeah, uh, they are gonna need help. Uh, on the front line there. So I think he's going to bolster that right away. Good pick. Anybody defense I like for the Cowboys? I think it's a good pick. I think I got to agree with Barrett. I think defense is what they need, especially it's looking like Dak will be back. Hopefully, uh, obviously we got to look at and dissect that situation later on. But um, I think that's what they need, the Cowboys. They have a bunch of talent on offense, and if that defense can cooperate, uh, the Cowboys will be in the mix for sure. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, Giants at number eleven. This one is in the in the pursuit of my own pick. Um, Russo is on my board here, Barrett. Thanks, no thanks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Russo's he's a very he's a very good talent. Um, Quiddy Pay is on the board, and I think that is somewhere they're going to look. Um, I do think if the Giants have a receiver available, um, obviously with Chase Waddle and Smith gone in this draft, I think that their op- their best option is probably waiting a little longer, uh, or trading back in the possibility. I think trading back is a possibility for them you know, to get a first a later first round pick and maybe another second round pick or whatever. That is a definite option for the Giants. I think that they have a lot of places they can fill. I think um, defensive line is one that they could probably address early. So I will go ahead and take Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Um, I mean, we've known watching Quiddy Pay a lot how aggressive and game-changing ability he has, especially in big games. He's shown up very clutch. I think that's somewhere that, I mean, the Giants can pair with Leonard Williams. I think that can make their pass rushing that much better because their pass rush has been pretty 
awful. And I think the the potential of what Quiddy Pay can grow into. Um, I mean, he has he has fundamentals that are phenomenal that you'd want out of an edge rusher. I think he can get a little bit more, um, use a little bit more finesse technique. I think that's somewhere he can pick up. Uh, maybe he can do the knives training with Aaron Donald in the offseason, something like that. Uh, but I think, I mean, with an even front, the Giants, they need a pass rush. They need a guy that can put his hand in the dirt and get to the quarterback. And Quiddy Pay is definitely a prospect that can bring an exciting future in that area. I agree. I love yeah. That pick. That's really what the team like needs. I mean, clearly you guys did your homework. So, um, yeah, I mean, in all the areas you name, that's like the main thing they need to do moving forward. I just hope the GMs here at the show to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need our we need our shout outs for when these players get picked because, I mean, we're the we are the experts here. Uh, Joe, number 12. Uh, so Sam, the, the San Francisco. We've known that they've kind of had some trouble protecting the quarterback. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, I've, he just can't really make it through a season without kind of taking some games off because he has to sit out because he's injured. So, obviously, they need some protection kind of in the in the middle with center and guard. So, with that being said, I think i got to go with Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. He's Ooh, a very strong like guard uh, and offensive tackle. And I think he's going to be able to really kind of fill in a spot where – they're really weak in that era. And Jimmy Garoppolo, we've seen, is a very solid quarterback. So with them being able to really kind of plug up that uh, that hole and be able to really give him some more protection, I feel like that's going to be really good for them in the long term, kind of making sure that he can stay healthy as long as possible and get a very solid uh, player in the process. I like that pick. I, th- I want to see Deshaun Watson in San Fran with Shanahan, and I think that that would be a great place for him. And I think the number one issue – it's not going to be getting him weapons. It's getting, getting him protection, especially with their injury bug and everything like that. So I think that's a good pick. I like it, Joe. I like it. I mean, hey, even thanks. going down to Vera Tucker with Slater on the board, I mean, that's a pretty good scheme fit. I like I like the pick. Guys, what are your thoughts? Uh, J- Joe, do you know Slater is still on the board? I mean, leaving the <laughs> I know he's still on the board. Leaving I a talent like that, just, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that's a good pick. I, I'm I know always I'm opting for the big man. Like I, I think that's it separates the good teams from the bad teams. I mean, I think in certain situ- in certain situations we saw the Colts. That could have been a really good team. I think if you didn't have Old Man Rivers behind center, um, you probably could have done better. But you know, coming into this year, a, a crazy COVID year, they had the most uh, or the uh, the most highest ranked line uh, by Pro Football Focus. So. Um, you know, lines usually help you with anything. Uh, moving the ball, protecting your assets. So uh, it's a good pick, Joe. Just curious, Slater's just still floating on the board. And uh, well, I th- <laughs> it's kind of question. <laughs> it's definitely um, a good pick for the Giants. I mean, you need to keep Saquon healthy. I mean, he he literally. Well, they still almost made the playoffs without him, but you know. Yeah, I mean. It, yeah, he's just yeah. Was something I just, yes. <laughs> that 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 pick was for the 49ers, oh, Travis. Oh, but yeah. yes, I think <laughs> <laughs> I like, what? Oh, it's all good. Well, actually, you I still say the same thing because they need to keep you know Jimmy G or if they get Deshaun Watson, these guys healthy because this was a Super Bowl team in 2020. So I mean 2019 season, and they'll probably be back in the mix if they um can keep everybody healthy. And now they'll have a real off season and hopefully preseason games to get uh, situated. 
Yeah, I think one argument you could make um, on Barrett's take about Slater, I think there are teams that when there's still a talent on the board, they might be just so honed in that they will still take their guy. We've seen it. Everybody's seen draft day with Bo Callahan, that teams like their prospects and they'll take them regardless. So that is a very interesting situation that we could say play out in real time. Next on the list, 13, Chargers. Travis, who we got? Guys, I'm obviously a big Justin Herbert fan. Even though Barrett calls so you're taking a quarterback, right? <laughs> Even though Barrett calls me a bandwagon. What? I, think, I, did, I like Herbert. No, I know. I, I thought you sometimes would say I'm yeah, a bandwagon. But, um, no, I think oh, he – Are he, you? No, but I'm addressing that. But, uh, I think he arguably had the greatest rookie season ever. And I'm a huge fan of him to become so – further ado, they will draft Devontae Smith. All he needs is more – they already have a lot of – Wait, 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 wait. Devontae Smith? He's off the board. Eyes off the board. Oh, we got to really get this draft board refreshed, man. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, he really wasn't the only one. Yeah, yeah he is. Oh, my. Brandon I took him up. number three. Yeah, well, he was off the board a long time ago. Well, actually, all right. Well, I got a surprise for you guys. And if, if he's already gone, I'm going to go with Rondo Moore. I know he's not even. Oh, all right. He, he was he was going to be my backup just in case Devontae Smith got a pick. But I like his game from uh, Purdue. I think, you know, Big Ten guy, Midwest, we got to go for our team. But I think either him or Smith, even though Smith's already taken, they just need more weapons to help Keenan Allen and just basically get Justin Herbert because this team lost five games being up by double digits. Mainly that's the defense fault. But this offense can be explosive, and I think more can be the answer. I yeah, I think receiver is a good idea. Yeah, I think adding weapons to your young quarterback will be pretty decent. Uh, the line is a concern. I mean, yeah. Slater's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, barely. But, yeah. um, uh, no, that, I, that that is another uh, avenue I could see them going is taking yeah, Slater as a lineman. If you know, if there's a lineman down here, of course we'll probably mix mix and match uh, with whatever. I think um, you know. I got a couple here in front of me that say Slater's going to be off the board uh, for the Chargers as well. So, um, I mean, you never know what could happen. I mean, it's just just draft night moves so fast. But, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Wide receiver or um, or lineman for the Chargers there I think is a good pick. Thank you, sir. Does that mean you're gonna take? Does that mean you're gonna take Slater with number fourteen, Barry? Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna pick Rashawn Slater. Um, the Vikings <laughs> need a lineman so bad. Um, I, I think we've seen this throughout playing them twice a year. That even we were able to get pressure on the quarterback in some cases, which means pretty a lot. It means a lot. So um, I, I think I think he's so far. I think he's been though he's three hundred pounds. Um, he's been the guy who uh, I think he's the most versatile. I think he can move inside and out. I mean, he played tackle uh, and uh, guard, more tackle than guard at USC, but um, he's uh, listed as a guard. I'm sorry, a guard one. So um, I'm sorry, a tackle one. Gosh, I'm reading backwards. But, yeah, I, I think he's going to be pretty decent, pave grader. Uh, he'll be he'll be a good guy, uh, especially to help Dalvin Cook in the run game. Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a very safe avenue. You want to give Dalvin Cook a chance to run the ball without getting mauled by this by the front seven of the opposing team. So I think that's a pretty decent pick, especially the fact that Slater's still on the board. Uh, very good talent out of Northwestern. He was one of the reasons that they were such a good football team. Well, with number fifteen, the Patriots. 
I, this one's a tough one for me. I think if Parson falls, no brainer. You sl- you take him off the board. Um, there is an intrigue that I see on the board of quarterback, like little a guy out of Alabama. They could be looking at, but I don't know if it's necessarily high enough for them to be satisfied with it. I think one they would be satisfied with is taking a very, very athletic linebacker in Jeremiah Owusu-Kamara from Notre Dame. I think that's a great um, fit for them. Um, Yeah, they do run a 3-4, and he's kind of more of a 4-3 fit guy. But I think that with um, the way they can mold him, and I think just because he's such an athletic guy, I think that they can make it work. And, I mean, he does a lot of things really well that can bring that Patriots defense back to where they want to be. Um, I could see them going quarterback in this. I also could see them going receiver. Um, I think that I think that Rondale Moore is the receiver they would take. But since Travis took that avenue away from me, linebacker's logical for me. Now you're good. That's what drafts are for, man. Joe Nagy, 16. Who do you have going to? The Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. Um, when I was looking at this one, Cardinals obviously have been – like a decent team. Like I thought they were going to they were ended up I think 8 and 8. They should have been a little bit better. They lost some games that they shouldn't have. I mean, they lost the Lions. They shouldn't have lost the Lions. They probably should have had close to at least like at least like 10 or 12 wins something like that. But the question really begs what do they really need? And I mean, their offense was solid. Their defense I feel like was the thing that needed the most help. Um but that's the question. Like, I don't know really what they would really need. So when I was kind of looking at this, the one person that came to mind was J.C. Horn. Um, I think he's a cornerback. Oh yeah, a cornerback yeah, yeah. out of South Carolina. He was one of the he's one of the better ones uh, coming into this draft. I think he had uh, like sixteen tackles uh, and then like ten for loss. And I think he had like two or three, like a handful of interceptions. So you know he's obviously a solid solid player. He's a solid solid guy to have. And I think that's going to be one where he can really be molded into a spot for that defense because they're on the cusp of really being a playoff contending team. I mean, they were they already were this year, but being a team that can really make it far into the probably in the conference finals as well, I think that's going to be the one main goal for them this season. I think building that defense in J.C. Horn is where they're probably going to start with. Yeah, I mean, the, he's a very good player. Um, I think that his his abilities are definitely something that intrigue a lot of teams. The fact how um, he's a very very explosive guy. He's a very good. Um, I think what well, I think ball hawking is probably his best skill. I think man to man coverage is where he a little bit struggles. But with a team like the Cardinals, they they know. I think that that's something that with the new game and how their their schemes have changed a little bit, I think that's something that they can they can find a way to have him fit. But I mean, if you want to talk about genetics, I mean, this guy's this guy's got it with his dad, former Joe Horn, um, being in the NFL. He knows how to he knows how to evolve in the NFL, and I think that's something that he can pass on to JC. Um, very interesting that you picked him over Caleb Farley, but I think with the fit. I think that is a possibility, and I mean, with a lot of these corners, I mean, there's there you're gonna want to take the guy that you like, not necessarily the the guy that's on the board, because I mean, sometimes the best guy on the board, like Jeff Okuda, doesn't necessarily turn out as fast as you think. I got. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring that up. I, I, I really, it hurts <laughs> me to say that. It's just hard. Jeff a lot. 
but what hey, a guy. hey, tr- <laughs> hey, trust the process. We'll we'll be okay. But um, here in the second half of the draft, boys, I'll make your pick. A quick one minute analysis. We'll get quick reaction. We'll get this on the road. Six or sorry, oh, not sixteen, seventeen. Travis. With the with Raiders. The Raiders. Now, this is an interesting situation. Raiders, we saw like them play very good last year and also play very bad. This is a team you know, who beat the Saints but lost to the Falcons. So what they need is defense. I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips. I think this is um, a guy that they need. Okay. I think very vital. I think he can make the defense a lot better on the defensive line. And he can help with some of the rankings. He can help with the pass rush. Pass defense and especially the run game, like on the defense. What I mean, like they just they allow so many yards. There was multiple games last year where the Raiders allowed over 400 yards. You know, just some total offense the other team had. So I think defense is a necessity right now for them, not a luxury, a necessity at this moment. I like the yeah, thing. I, I, I like, I like it. Yeah, I like any defense. The my mic is muted. So you slowly just backhanding Jeff Okuda. Um, what the heck? You say trust the process. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think he's trash. Trust the process. Uh, I'm just saying, like a t- like a cornerback, like we've we've seen in years past. Just because there's one guy ahead, like Caleb Farley, if he doesn't fit your scheme, like sometimes. That can can change things. I wasn't throw like I all I was saying is that if you if you want to like you were gonna take the top guy for a slam dunk like Jeff Okuda proves sometimes that that's not necessarily the case. But yeah, I'm that's calling all Jeff. I was saying. I'm calling Jeff right now. I can't <laughs> believe you. I'm sorry. Uh, if hey, he can prove me wrong, and I will admit it, admit it on the podcast because I want go. him to be just as good as he can be. But um, Barrett. With the Dolphins' second pick, already take Devontae Smith, thanks to me, pick number three. Who do you got going to them at 18? So they went uh, – I have I have two choices here. Do I go defense or do I go lineman here? Because they pick the wide receiver, obviously, at the start. Um, I think I'm going to pick – I'm pretty sure uh, – yeah, I think I'm going to stick with – I'm going to go with Zayvon Collins, uh, outside linebacker out of Tulsa. Um, he's a heavier guy. Uh, he's 260. But um, he really isn't even an outside linebacker. He's really more of a guy who can put his hand in the dirt and go after the quarterback. So uh, I think that's going to be a, a pretty decent, uh, a pretty decent pickup for them. Uh, I mean, you talk about a guy who kind of can. He's pretty versatile, uh, at least from run to pass. So I mean, you kind of get that guy who's a hybrid, heavier on the for the hybrid side. But um, I think it'll be a good addition there, especially um, you know. I think their secondary is already maxed out. I think they're pretty decent with that. So um, I think if you just add defensive linemen, it makes your cornerbacks and safeties look even better. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with there. Okay. Hey, I I think that's a good pick. Joe? I like the pick. Like it? Travis, you like the pick? Oh, yeah, Joe? I like the pick. I think it's a good pick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right we all are in agreement. uh 19 to me with the washington football team as of now the football team i don't know when their nickname's gonna get changed but um 
Uh, this one's an interesting one. Uh, I, I, I had Vera Tucker falling this far. I think that would have been a key for them. But I want to make a splash pick on behalf of Washington fans. I want to see them have a lot more explosiveness in the past game. Scary Terry needs a buddy. And who is that buddy? I'll take a sleeper here that could easily fly up the boards on draft night. I'm going to take Kadarius Tony out of Florida. This guy is an absolute speedster. Um, I'm not going to put him in the category of Tyreek Hill, but he has a pretty simple similar skill set, speed out of the slot, be able to get release, playmaking ability. I mean, he has a lot of toughness too. I think that's something that's really intriguing, especially going to the NFL level. We've seen a lot of receivers, and that brings up the question with Devontae Smith with his size, how well he'll do, uh, taking big hits day after day after day and game after game after game. But I think that would, that's one that I I don't know if it's going to personally going to happen. That's one I want to see happen. Since it's a mock draft, what the heck, let's go for it. Okay. All right. I could also see Bateman going I, there too, as a receiver. No, I like I like the pick. Speed kills, uh, especially being in that Florida offense. Like he was highlighted immensely. Now, I mean, we do have concerns. I mean, who is? We've had people like you know we've tried. Who is the guy who broke the forty yard dash? Uh, was it John Ross? Right, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So like a yep, guy John Ross four two two. Yeah, a guy who was absolutely cracked out of his mind running the 40-yard dash, but I mean, he's had an okay uh, career so far, but I mean, you would like, to, you know, obviously Tyreek Hill is the standard, or not the standard, but what the goal you would like to see these fast players become. So, um, yeah, I like the pick, especially I- I've always wanted like the Lions to have like an absolute speedster uh, that you could just dump off and, and oh, into, yeah. sp- into space. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good pick. If Kadarius Tony falls into the second round and we oh, don't pick yeah. him, I'm going to be yeah, extremely take, upset. I'll, but I'll I think – I think I like Tony's speed a lot. I like his toughness even more, especially when you compare to those guys. I'm glad you brought up John Ross because that's a guy that was really a speedster. Not necessarily as tough of a guy. I think Tony is definitely that guy. I mean, I've seen the highlight run where he breaks through four tackles and outruns guys to the end zone. He's a very tough player, and he's a very a very competitive player as well. Um, Bears, 20. Travis, who's going to Chi-Town, Windy City? Do I have the pick? Yeah, or no, it's you. It's you. Yeah, I'm say, sorry, it Joe. Joe, it's you got good. the Bears. I it's apologize. I slapped myself in the face. Joe, go ahead. Um, we know obviously the Chicago Bears have had their woes at the quarterback position. Oh, um, oh. And Splash with time? my thoughts, I think it's going to go basically the same. I don't know if they'll have woes, but they're definitely going to be taking a quarterback. And now the question is, who are they going to take? There's obviously some good quarterbacks still on the board. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Kyle Trask, keep it with the Florida. Whoa, okay. Um, he, obviously, he had a solid receiving core in Florida, and I think that's one of the main reasons he had success. But I think the, the bowl game that he had was definitely a wake-up call for him to start getting better and start really – uh, widening his repertoire for not having as good receivers because you know I think a couple of his main guys sat out because they declared for the draft they didn't want to get injured um, so um, Florida didn't have the greatest showing in that bowl game but nonetheless I think that's going to give Kyle Trask a little chip on his shoulder especially and I think that's kind of his recipe for success but I mean Chicago I think that's a good spot for him because they're obvious they're really looking for a or a fast for a fast solution for that quarterback spot Nick Foles hasn't really been uh, 
doing as good as they hope. Mitch Trubisky, as we know, is probably the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, you can pay <laughs> me on that, but Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is just awful. And I think Kyle Trask, when he goes in there, probably take a year to learn behind Nick Foles. He does have some experience to learn from, and then probably take over. So I think they're going to go with Kyle Trask. Very, very interesting. That's I think. That is a very yeah. He's down on the boards, but I mean, hey, he was the he was one of the best quarterbacks in college football from weeks one through eight. Um, I think that he was. I mean, he was in the Heisman conversation. There's a reason for that. He was a great quarterback, and he can win games. I think there was some times where their defense let him down a little bit, and I think that's what led to their losses. But still, he's a great player, and he could be a very interesting solution to I mean, Chicago. Joe, Guys, your thoughts? I would, I would give you a hug, um, and I'm I'm COVID negative. I'm COVID negative because like that's just such that's what they need. Like they just need a quarterback. This team has a Super Bowl type defense. Basically, you have all the assets filled, and the only missing piece of the puzzle is a quarterback. Like that's all they need because Mr. Vinsky is terrible. So, Joe, I think I think that is a terrific. <laughs> I, I I like and I like Trask. Like I think he was a stud. Like you mentioned, he's had really good people to throw to and a pretty solid offensive line. But um, I would not mind. I mean, I don't want to see the Bears obviously succeed, but I think he would have a good fit there. Um, at least from a standpoint of, of a type of offense that he's going to be in. Uh, so I, I think it's just, I don't know. that That is a bold pick, Joe. I don't know if that'll happen. That'd be pretty cool if it did, though. Um, hey, that's what Mox drafts yeah, are for. That's true. That's the one thing. I'm not sure if it will happen, but I mean, it will I would have went Mac Jones, minutes. but Trask is cool, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, they're pretty similar. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Travis. Colts. So number 21. 21 for the Colts. Obviously, we just know they got um, Carson Wentz. And I think Carson Wentz is going to do some things because he got the Eagles to the playoffs two years ago. But who I think they're going to draft, I know they have Jonathan Taylor. And this team just made the playoffs. They will draft Nigel Harris. This can make a great like running back. This could arguably be one of the best running backs in the league. I think this guy is amazing. So I think I think that's the way the I know you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy, but I think that's what the Colts need to do because I think when he gets tired and he can be hurt, um, Jonathan Taylor, this is somebody uh, Nigel Harris he can help. Oh. Okay, I just want to I just want to point out that I'm upset because you <laughs> stole one of my later picks. But no, I I can't believe Najee Harris is like yeah. really yeah. deep on the boards. Like the dude flat out dominated in the playoffs and has been a great running back. I mean, I wouldn't call him Derrick Henry 2.0, but he's definitely a guy that can change a running back room. And I think I th- I think Marlon Mack will be on his way out too, and that just brings more depth that and that just makes more deadly. So, Barrett, Jerry. I, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I you can either go running back or you can go um, line here um, just because I know Anthony Costanzo, Anthony Costanzo is is uh, he's retiring, I'm pretty sure. Or he's in the process of He's in his of end years for sure. Yeah, he's definitely at his end. Like, he's 32 at the left tackle position. He's not going to... He's not going to be there too much longer. But, yeah, that that, that is fine. Uh, I, I think Harris is good. I mean, I just... I I think they want Taylor to shine, so I don't know if they really want to bring another man into the mix. I understand doing the dual like running back approach. We saw that with with Moss and Singletary, but um, I, I I think they go line there. But yeah, it, then it's my pick after. Oh uh, yep, you got number twenty one or twenty two, the former fraudulent Tennessee Titans. The former fraudulent. Yeah, I think they're gonna go running back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not. 
Very of, funny. Very funny. A lot of questions here. Uh, it's definitely going to be defense. Um, hold on. I think if Joe did not take, you know what? I might take. Uh, I think I'm going to go Patrick Sertain out of Alabama, okay. um, the second. I think he is going to be pretty decent. Uh, of course, already a, a pretty solid defense in Tennessee. I think if you let him let him play and let him develop in the system, I think it'll be pretty decent. Could have also went edge here, but I, I think if, if Sertain is still on the board, um, I don't see why not. Um, I understand Horn going off the board earlier, but uh, that's probably a genetics. Joe got caught up in the DNA, I think, was Joe who picked him. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to go Sertain here, though. I'm getting caught yeah, up with the genetics with you, Joe. It's okay. Yeah. I'm actually going to follow the genetics path with your pick. I'm going to get Caleb Farley off the board finally with the Jets pick at 23. Uh, I think the Jets... They've 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 missed the days of lockdown island with Re, or with Darrell Revis. They've missed those days to have a lockdown corner. Now their defensive back is or defensive back room is definitely depleted, losing Jamal Adams. I think they need a guy that's a slam dunk guy that can be a lockdown ball hawking interception turnover machine. I think that that Farley is that guy. I think him and Sertain are very. Very, very close. I think they're interflopped one two as far as best corners go. I think that the Jets will take a corner, um, regardless off the board. I had Horn originally on mine because I think he fits that that's um Salah's um more of his cover three hybrid zone, whatever whatever kind of Seattle ish philosophy he has. I think Horn fits in there really well as he's a cover guy. But I think that Farley's still on the board. I think you get that you get that coverage, you get that ball skills, but you and you get an added man to man. I think that's a slam dunk for Salah and the Jets. I, I, I agree. I, I think I, I agree. I don't think there's any way else you can really, especially how our draft has turned out. Um, I think that's a good pick, and I think that'll be a good fit for them, uh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah I got the thumbs up, <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe. Twenty-four. All right, Pittsburgh I gotta, Steelers. I gotta make sure. To scroll up real quick. I gotta make sure no one's taking my pick yet. What position are you going? I'm going with a with a wide receiver. I think. What? The blacks will miss Norm's Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, he hasn't been taken. Okay, so Steelers, we know, were a little bit fraudulent. They started off what was 11-0, and then they lost a whole bunch of games, and they just weren't very solid. Um, you know, it's weird because, like, I don't think they need, like, a lot of stuff to fix. I just think that, like, the mindset needs to change a little bit. But, I mean, since this player is still here, I think it would be just not – I just want to just pick him just because he's here. So I got to go with Travis Etienne. Oh, flip the script. What? what oh, my scene. goodness. Yeah, bring wow. him in. I think already he's, adding him uh, <laughs> adding him to that team. Or, I, I, he's a running back? I thought he was a wide receiver. Either way. He, you just he's threw, you he's just a running back. I thought I was totally confused. <laughs> The, the catcher put down the fastball and you threw him the curveball. That, yeah. was, that was awesome. Either way, but uh, oh no, no, Travis Etienne. I like the pick. I, I, think I like he'll it. Do well. I think that I I don't know if James Connor's the answer. I like the depth they have there. 
Um, I think that's a very interesting pick because, I mean, Connor has been banged up. He's not played a full season, if I'm correct, his entire NFL career correct. I think he hasn't. So very interesting pick, I think. And I think um, he, he is a very good weapon in the pass-catching game, too. I think that's also why you were looking at wide receiver because he's a very dynamic receiver. And there's a good possibility Juju Smith-Schuster, he's going to want his money and get out of town. So that's a very interesting idea. Uh, Travis, oh, you Travis, you can go ahead and make your uh, your analysis, and you can go right Thank into you. twenty five with say, Jacksonville. You know, first of all, he has a goat first name, which is you know tremendous to have, and uh, you know he's just a great player. But uh, I'll go into my pick. So I'm at twenty five, right, Brandon? Yep, you twenty five with. So I think this is an interesting um, scenario for Jacksonville, but I think what they need is offensive line. So I'm going to go with Alex Leatherwood. I think I'm um, from Alabama. I think he's a, a great player. I think when you look at the protection they were able to give Mac Jones and Nigel Harris and all the great weapons Alabama had last year, um, he's a guy who can come into the mix and protect the offense line. I think you got to start somewhere in Jacksonville. I think when you get uh, Trevor Lawrence with the first pick, you're going to need to protect your franchise. So I think uh, they go with Alex Leatherwood, great prospect out of SCE football, Alabama. I think he's one of the best in the country and flew under the radar this year. Thumbs up for me. I like it. I like it. Too. I, I it's totally good agree. Pick. It's a good pick. Solid yep. protecting your assets. Okay, then yeah, it's for me. sure. Yep, Barrett, the offensive line loving man. We're going to go with Cleveland here at 26. Are we going to see another lineman? Uh, we could. We <laughs> could. No. It's interesting. Um, I, I think uh, late in the round here, I don't think there's any defensive linemen that have take, gone off the board other than like an edge rusher. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Davion, Davion Nixon out of Iowa. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw him. I think he's the number one prospect or at least position rank uh, out of his uh, out of his group there. So I think he's going to be a guy not – not quick. I mean, he is quick and very explosive, but like not a guy who can run. Uh, I mean, he's 300 pounds for goodness <laughs> sake. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be a, a pretty good fit there in Cleveland, who uh, you already have a pretty solid uh, edge rusher with Miles Garrett, who had a career year. So uh, I think just adding pressure from the middle uh, is going to be a nightmare for teams. So I, I think Nixon fits very well there in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, Nixon, I mean, at 304-63, I mean, it's hard to be a very, very fast interior lineman, or interior lineman, but I mean, he's definitely got the perks to be a very, very good prospect, and I mean, he has a lot of good instincts, too. Uh, 27 to me, oh, this one's tough. Oh, I, it hurts, because you, like, this could be a Packers scenario, there's receivers on the board, and they should theoretically take one, but they don't. So I could see them going guard. But this is my, or this is our draft, and this is my pick. So put those out of the window. Uh, I want, I want to see them take a guy like Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. I want to see them have the firepower in the passing game, like the ground game. I think that the offensive line could use a little bit of depth. Uh, the defense could use a little bit of depth, uh, probably in the secondary as well. So I could see some other guys there. I think they could address that in later rounds. So I think I'm going to take Terrence Marshall, who really had a very good very good career, just a little bit overshadowed by guys like Justin Jefferson and um, free, former first-round pick in this draft, Jamar Chase. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the I, pick. I mean, weapons on weapons. I mean, weapons on weapons is what you really want there. I mean, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, 28, the Saints to Mr. Nagy. 
All right, so I think they're going to go with the quarterback as well. And you guys thought I was going to take Mac Jones when I was talking about the Bears. No. I'm going to go Mac Jones here. You just played (laughs) chess right there. That was fantastic. I really did. Because Mac Jones, he did really well in Alabama because he had the pieces around him, which were basically just really good receivers. I mean, he had... Excuse me, he had Devontae Smith, who was basically just his main guy the whole year. He didn't even throw it at anybody else. But when he comes into a situation like this, I don't think that Jameis Winston is going to stay with the Saints for too long because he's not that good. Like, he's a solid oh. quarterback, but I feel like he's he's still going to have those tendencies from when he was in Tampa where he threw 30 interceptions. So I think they're going to bring him in as a, as a backup at first, learn behind those two guys, learn the system, then bring him in because he has already Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, who – will basically be kind of like that Devontae Smith where he'll be able to just target them and then he'll be able to develop. So I think Mac Jones is going to be a good pick for them. Bold. I like I like, I like, I like Mac Jones. I he's think he's going to be pretty decent. Yeah, he's he, great. He waited so long there and then he finally succeeded. Uh, I think it just shows that he's able to develop, though it probably is not going to need five years or four years to develop. Yeah. Um, I think that's <laughs> Only a, I like think, Max probably one or two. Yeah. I think the Saints are in a pretty decent spot because there are so many quarterbacks um, that I think if you – you don't have to trade up and get one. Um, I think you yeah, could fall down and, and especially wait. I mean, there's just – I mean, that's just how it is. Um I mean, this is going to be a pretty crazy draft. I mean, you know, we I think we only threw three in there at the start or four at the start in the top five, or I think it was three. Um, but I mean, there could it could go five for five, like on on quarterbacks in some cases, depending if trades happen. So uh, that's a good that's a good pick there. Yeah, very very interesting, intriguing pick for sure. Last four picks here, starting off at number twenty eight, Travis with the Green Bay Packers. Is this the time, Travis? Are you going to make it happen? The Packers finally take skill position first round at wide receiver. I was thinking about that the whole time, but what I saw from the uh, Packers this season, the offense is lethal. They're going to be back in the mix regardless as long as they bring back Aaron Rodgers and all those guys. So even though they should have drafted wide out last year, I think defense is the issue. I'm going to go with Nick Bolton from uh, Missouri. I think – this is what a position that they need. Aaron Rodgers proved his worth with the weapons that he has offensively. Obviously, you can add a few more, but if you get the defense together, and this man went insane last year. You know, over 107 total tackles and over um, 74 tackles um, after the catch. Um, so I think that that's what the Packers need because they're going to be um, in the mix for a possible NFC uh, title. I think Nick Bolton is going to help that defense a lot because they allowed 31 points in the conference championship game, and the Rams were still able to put some points up. So defense – Interesting. The weight lives on. I think that's still a good pick, though. I think getting depth at linebacker for sure with the opportunity for Bolton to sneak in that mix at some point, um, especially if um, they end up losing one of the one of the Smiths uh, pass rusher. I think that that could be definitely a possibility. But I mean, it, that's true. Any anything can happen. We saw that with the Packers <laughs> last year. Uh, Thirty Bills. Barrett Jones, your final me. pick in yes. the first round. It is me, my final pick here. Um, I'm I'm scouring the board right now because I, I found out my pick has been taken. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of people saying that the Bills, uh, people in my ear, uh, websites, multiple websites, uh, I mean sources, uh, that they're going to pick uh, a running back, which, you know, you might think, wow, why a running back? They have Moss and Singletary. Um, 
but I am going to stay true to this. I am looking at like seven different websites right now. Um, <laughs> I am gonna. He's, he's, they're going to pick Michael Carter, and this is probably going to be a stretch. I mean, this might be traded away, but Michael Carter, uh, where is he from North Carolina? I just saw him the other day. I don't know. Very pass. He's a pass catching running back, which is what they do in that system. So um, for the most part, I think he'll fit right in. Either Singletary or Moss is going to probably see the door, or they run the triple-headed monster, um, which is possible because the Bills have been doing it all year with two guys, so why not add another dude in the mix? So, yeah, I think good job for them if they go pick this running back. This is getting weird down to the end of the draft, though, because uh, the Bills, um, this is their second pick, right? So, or is this their only – no, no, the only first pick they have. So, yeah. Um, Interesting to me. I don't know what they'll do. They might just trade it away. That's what some teams do. But yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, with the the running back depth. I mean, he's. I think. Um. I mean, him and his teammate uh, Javante Williams are um both listed around sixty in the overall prospects. And then you got guys like former rushing leader Chubba Hubbard all the way down in the hundreds. And then you have Jarrett Patterson, who from Buffalo that had over four almost four hundred yards in one game. So there's a lot of options you can go running back. I think Buffalo that's that's their position that I've been honing on that they need to fix. Um, my final pick, number thirty one to the Chiefs. Um. This one's interesting. There's so many different routes I can go. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay homage to Barrett here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give them Jalen Mayfield. I'm gonna get out yeah. of Michigan. I think that'd be a good pick. Give them some depth on the line. I mean, that's what killed them in the Super Bowl. I think that pick can definitely make them a much more deep team up front, and that can help, especially in the running game. Um, and in the case that this weird injury-prone thing happens again, I think they'll be in good shape, especially after what we saw this year. I like that pick. I think Mayfield's good. I think he came back to Michigan for a reason, to work on what he needed to work on. I think he was a little bit slow in the feet. Um, and I think this year he did a lot better. I think he was I mean, he was definitely one of the top linemen in in the, uh, in the Big Ten this year. So, um can't say the same for the, the Wolverines, but I mean he was the lone bright spot uh, on that offense. So, hi Joe. Hi. Yeah, very, very interesting. But uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting because Christian Derisaw is on the board. So, but I mean, I am a Michigan man, so got to do it. Joe, number thirty-two, champion All Tampa right. Bay Bucks. To close it out, my. The thing is with the Bucks, I was looking at it and like they don't really need much. But speaking of just like salary cap and just like contracts and stuff, the one thing that I am kind of worried about for them is Leonard Fournette if he's going to ask for a bigger contract coming up because I'm pretty sure he's a free agent this season. Am I not? Am I wrong? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so he's probably going to be asking for a little bit bigger contract, especially with his performance in the Super Bowl and basically all throughout the whole year. Um, he's definitely going to be asking probably for a little bit more. So I think I'm going to go with a running back here. I'm just hopefully he hasn't been picked yet. Has Javante uh, Javante Williams been picked yet? No, he's not. 
Take him. All right, sick. I'm going to take him then because I he if they do sign Leonard Fournette again, I don't think it's going to be for a super long deal, maybe max two or three years. And if they draft him, that's going to be a pretty solid person to learn behind with Leonard Fournette. He'll be able to kind of really learn the ins and outs, and then he'll be able to also learn a little bit from Tom Brady too. And then kind of when Tom Brady decides to retire, he'll be a guy that's able to kind of bring that kind of old – old way in quotation marks of Buccaneer football where they have all these old uh, really solid really good guys and then he'll be able to kind of build on that so I think that hope we'll see if they go with that but that's what I'm going to go with for for the Bucks. very interesting last thoughts guys on this draft any surprises anything to look forward to uh, I just want to see the Lions succeed and pick the right guy that's that's all I want to see I want to see our future built in a proper way. As, as, oh. Me too. I think we all do. Travis, any last thoughts? No, I hope the Lions can get Trey Lance or Justin Fields, move in the right direction, and uh, get Tom Brady some more help to maybe repeat if the Lions don't do good. Yeah, I just noticed that Justin Fields actually fell out of the first round. Didn't notice that, but I guess some, that happens sometimes. Because Joe took Matt Jones. Yeah, it's true. It's because you yeah, took that trash guy. That trash. Yeah, that random guy. Tis, that tis, one guy tis. from Florida. Yeah, I mean, he's all right. No, I'm just kidding. That is going to be it for the episode. Don't forget to follow us on the MBSP, and we will see you on Wednesday for another episode. Joe, it's been good. Yeah. Boys, it really has been. Thanks for coming with us. No problem. <laughs>